Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'll tell you when to start. Oops. Okay. Hello, and welcome to UFC After Buzz TV. Today, we will be talking about Fight Night 52 in Satama, Japan. Uh, Mark Hunt versus Roy Nelson. My name is Daria Baronado, and I'm here with my only co-host today, Mr. George Hermosa. I'm looking for Jay. I'm looking for Jay. Well, I don't think he's that hard to miss. Oh, that's right. He's in... Where is he? I don't even know. I didn't ask. He's in his hometown, which I believe is somewhere in the Midwest. But I do not know. Jay Tan, hi, Jay. who normally joins us, cannot make it today, but we want to say hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. He'll be spiritually here with us as we do our fight coverage. Did you introduce me? I did. I said George Armosa. What, you don't know your own name? I, don't, I just didn't hear you. I was too busy looking for Jay. Oh, that's right. Hi, Daria. Hi. You're looking good. Thanks. With those two black eyes. Do you or do you not have two black eyes? I do. What happened? I got punched. By? Twice. By, by the same person? A fist. Um, I don't know that it was the same person. Wait, I, how do you not know if it's the same person? Because we, when we spar on Fridays, we spar with... Is every, it like a free-for-all? Yeah, we spar with everyone on our team. And this was my week to do, like, my, probably my second hardest set of rounds. So next week will be my hardest set. Because usually when fight. you come, you know, when you do have shorts on, not that I'm checking you out, mm-hmm. but I'm checking you out. You have all these, like, <laughs> bruises on your legs. Yeah. Today, your legs look fine. But Actually, yeah, they do. I have a little right here. No, but that's nothing like you, I used to have, because you used to have them, like, on your thighs. Yeah. Now they're on your face. Yep. Uh, I don't know what that means. But you still have all your teeth. I do still My mom's right a, a, a dental hygienist. She would probably kill me if I lost any of my teeth. Really? Yeah, she's actually coming out to see me next week, and she's bringing me a mouth guard because she can make them Should at you tell her to bring me a toothbrush? Sure. Uh, I'm a little scared that you won't have one till then. So until then, you can borrow one of mine. I hear somebody laughing in the background. Well, it is quite funny that, uh, you know, your hygiene. But um, but your teeth look good. You don't smell too bad from here. From there. Hold mm-hmm. on. Please don't. Uh, see, this is a community water. He decided we should share it. I keep pushing it to his side. I don't want to share it with him, especially after that comment. <clears throat> Anywho... Were you in Japan for the fights? Yeah, I, was, I just came back. I, I so. just flew in. My arms are killing me. <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> we weren't there. One day we will be there. We're going to bring AfterBuzz to Japan. Uh, but it was the first time that women's MMA in the UFC was in Japan. It was the first ever UFC-sanctioned women's fight in Japan. Yep. Wow. Wow. But Rin Nakai, the girl who faced Have off- you seen any of your videos? Rina Kai? She had some crazy videos online. Girl, she has more than... They aren't even interview videos. She just has videos of her... I think there was one of her dusting, like a cabinet. <laughs> that was my cabinet. That was your cabinet? I did notice that... Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that later, though. Yeah, that's that, that's that's for later. No, Rina Kai, yeah, she definitely put some weird videos out on YouTube. I wouldn't even call them, like... It didn't even come across as, like, a, a marketing stunt. 
because I didn't get what she was trying to market. It wasn't even like it was sexual. It was more just like weird. I mean, she definitely got attention. And yeah. that's definitely yeah. something good to do. We were talking about before we the show. We were talking about this. How market- marketability is really important when you're a fighter. So important. Um, we've talked to so many fighters, both veteran and current in the UFC, uh, you know, over the past year of doing this show or whatever. And they take such different paths. It's funny. Like we, you see guys like Rich Franklin who, you know, was pretty successful in the UFC. And after his career, he is even more successful. Maybe he started a juicing company and opened a juice store in Beverly Hills. And he, now he's co-owner of uh, what organization? I wasn't on that show. I'm sorry. I wasn't here. I was. Oh, you weren't here that, yet. This was oh, okay. I thought you were being a smart ass. No, 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 you're right. You weren't here yet. Uh, Rich Franklin's co-owner of another MMA uh, organization now, but I don't know which one, so I'm not going to say. Um, it's it's like in a different country. Okay. Um. Yeah, but like you know, people make things out of their MMA career and stick in and around the sport. I always like that when they use whatever they were in and they take kind of. Right. They're not just fighters, but they take whatever they're in. Like some positive elements, they kind of look around. It mm-hmm. just shows that they're not just a fighter, but it's like, wow, I think now I kind of see how the promoting aspect goes. Now yeah. I kind of see how the marketing aspect goes, and they kind of use that yeah. for their post MMA career or whatever yeah. they do, you know? So I think that's always been pretty cool. I think that is pretty cool. And it's more so than just being like, okay, I'm an MMA fighter. Now I'm going to be an MMA, I'm going to own an MMA gym and be a coach. It's more than just that. I mean, these guys are really taking on a brand in its own. Like, um, it's pretty smart. It is really smart. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a select amount of time being a fighter, guys. You all know this. Um, you either have sustained too many injuries that you have to, you know, forfeit the sport and retire, or you just get old and, you know, you're past your prime and there's no f- point of taking unneeded injury and unneeded risk at such an age, you know, when you're done. And when you get to that point, unfortunately, MMA is not the type of sport that's, that's in any sort of union yet. And you don't have, you know, a pension or a retirement plan unless you make one for yourself. So I think it's really important for people in this sport to A, market themselves when they're first starting out, you know, come up with a game plan, come up with some way to have, you know, dual success in your career, whether it's being uh, like Chelsea Sonnen or Kenny Florian. They, they're on Fox Sports 1 or Chelsea Sonnen was. Kenny Florian's on Fox Sports 1 and he has, he does a show and, you know, he also trains with some of the top guys still just to keep in shape, I think, really. He's a commentator for the UFC? A commentator for the UFC. No, no, no. It was uh, Mike Goldberg and Brian Stan yesterday. Brian Stan. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Ken Flo. Hmm. Um, do you know why? I think they just switch it up every now and then. Do they? Maybe yeah. scheduling. I mean, I, 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 I figure their top two guys are Goldberg and Rogan. Right. So I'm, I'm sure they do all the pay-per-views. Um, I'm sure, I think they do all the Fox cards, mm-hmm. but it's maybe just one of those things where maybe their scheduling is just too much. Right. And so I'm just kind of curious not to, not to cause drama, but is it like, would they rather have Brian Stan or Ken? Like, how do they determine that? Oh, yeah, we got I a card in Japan. Uh, uh, who do we ask first without, uh, you know, the other person not getting mad? Yeah. Like, do they for a coin? I don't know if it's that personal. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it might be like, because they're both really good at what they do. Really, really Absolutely. good. Absolutely. I think it might be like, Kenny, where are you this weekend? You know, what's going on? Or- but, but then Brian will be like, how come you didn't ask me first? Uh, well, who who's there first? Kenny Florian Kenny, was it. Kenny, yeah. Because even when he was fighting, I think that he occasionally filled in for Joe Rogan. Right. Even so when he was a... I agree. A, yeah. So I think Kenny, uh, maybe it's more of like a seniority thing. 
Yeah, that's true. That's the, my, that's your one sip. That's our water. The, the next sip is mine. Okay. Okay. Make sure you drink it from here. So it's like we're making out. Okay. Um. So do you want to go over the the, the fights? <laughs> do I? Okay, yeah. I do. This was an, a super exciting uh fight night. Probably the, one of the most exciting in a couple of weeks now. Um. It was just a really exciting night even the I ones so. that went to decision were super competitive it's funny i think i mentioned it last week where uh-huh. i think for a fight pass card it was i thought it was a pretty sad card yeah even before knowing how good the fights were thankfully they were right um you're not really know like we, we've had conversations in the past in regards to these fight pass cards mm-hmm. not really being a top quality card maybe you'll have the main event and then the undercard being a little... Eh, Who's who, wishy-washy, yeah. yeah. Like, not really exciting, not really ranked guys. But for the most part, this Fight Pass card was... Because I think it had to do with Japan, I'm actually surprised it wasn't on TV or maybe even a pay-per-view. Yeah. Like the previous Japanese cards. That's um, true. So it's pretty cool that it was on Fight Pass. Mm-hmm. It was at midnight. Were you watching at midnight? It, no. Uh, no, I was not. I'm not going to lie. I started watching you- at midnight, but I fell asleep around one thirty or 2. Woke up and then finished watching the fights. Okay, so uh, you didn't make it either. No. Now it played it played it like like he said like midnight our time. So that's, and yeah, that's it when it was live. Went through in the morning, so we didn't watch it live. But we have fight pass for nine ninety nine, UFC dot com guys. It's that simple. How um, much do you pay a month? I know you don't pay any of that. <laughs> nine ninety nine. I think I think you know someone. I, I don't know anybody. I don't know mm-hmm. what he's talking about, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel so short today. Today. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah. So the fight card started off with. Uh, please don't mind me with my pronunciations. These are a lot of them are Japanese names, and I'm just not Japanese. Uh, Kyogi Horiguchi defeated John Dallas Reyes via TKO in round one. That fight was exciting. Oh my god! Right? That, I mean, I I had heard somewhere someone said. I think somebody tweeted somewhere, and I was like, right. expect this fight to be fight of the night. Really. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know who these guys are, but okay. I'm going to watch. Kyogi uh, Horiguchi, Kyogi, pro- yeah. Yeah, prior to this fight, was ranked number 14. I think he was supposed to face Chris Carriasso initially. Probably. But something happened, but now obviously Chris Carriasso is fighting, fighting Dimitri Johnson DJ next, next week. Yeah. Like, this guy is no joke. It is, I think it was his third fight in the UFC last night, or two nights ago, whenever it was. Yeah, last night. Um Third fight in the UFC, and he's ranked number 14. Now he's probably ranked, I don't know if they moved him up a spot. I don't know if he's number 13 now. Maybe you could check. I think, I think they're going to release the rankings tomorrow, which I will be oh, checking okay. for very soon. Um, but, I mean, the dude came into the UFC and automatically got in the top 15. That's huge, especially in that weight class where it's so competitive. And, you know, there's a lot of really quick, good, talented guys. Uh, so, John Dallas Reyes, mm-hmm. it's only his second fight in the UFC. Yeah. He looked pretty good too. And he looked good it, it, it looked, too. It was going back and forth for a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, I thought, I, for a second, I did think that Delos Reyes did have that fight. Um, really? But yeah, for, for like a second. I, I thought I was going back and forth. I think he had, he did get, where he was able to get mount on him for a second. Yeah, yeah. But and, he um, had, uh, Kyogi had the, a ridiculous body kick right there in the beginning that stunned Delos Reyes. I was like, oh my God, is, are they going to call it? Like, you got to be really, there's a really fine line there where, you're holding your stomach in the ref's eyes. I mean, he could have stopped that and he couldn't have argued it. Because, I was thinking that. I was like, yeah. just with those body shots. I've never had, have you had one before? You know what? Because I heard your body just shuts down. I I'm, I don't know if I could speak to this extent, but I've been hit very hard, not only in, in the kidney or the liver, but 
just the solar plex. Mm-hmm. And it happened to me two weeks ago in sparring. Uh, and this she's a Taekwondo girl. Super great kicks. Like, her kicks are the kind of kicks that come from nowhere. Like, you don't even see them coming. And she jabbed me right in the solar plex. And I went... <gasps> it just instantly knocked the wind out of me. And it felt like all of my oxygen was just sucked out of me. And I healed over. And, I mean... It, had my adrenaline been pumping faster and had it been a real fight, I probably never would have bent over. Like, how long did it take for you to recover from that Like shot? a minute. Okay. Yeah. I, but well, if it wasn't a fight, ex- let's say your adrenaline was going and you would have yeah. got hit with the air action, you would have been done I, for the fight. I think if my adrenaline was going in, it was a fight, I wouldn't have been so dramatic with the uh-huh. reaction. Like, I think uh, I knew... Because like, you could be dramatic with I it. I think I knew I'm safe. I'm in my gym. Yeah. My coach is going to give me a 30-second break to, to regroup myself and stuff. And But I finished the round. I did. I, I stopped for maybe 30 seconds to a minute. It was still hurting. I still couldn't breathe, but I was like, you know what? This might happen in a fight. I need to, you know, work with getting through it. Mm-hmm. So I did I did continue, although it Good for you. sucks so bad. Good for you. So I'm when he got hit you. with that... Oh, thank you. Thank you. When you got hit with that, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I gave it back. Mm-hmm. Um, when you got hit with that, I was like, I felt for him, but at the same time, I was like, don't grab your stomach. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, like any target. Mi- a, yeah, any minute. Not yet. Yeah, that's another good point. He said to his opponent, hey, you just really hurt my stomach. You want to hit it again? <laughs> I mean, it, it's just not a good idea. A, lo- a lot of teams, um, my team doesn't do this specifically, but a lot of teams practice what's called... Um, What's, I don't even know what they call it, but like strong facial expressions, like literally like getting, being in the worst pain MMA can cause you and staying strong and not making, you know, weak sounds like, oh, or, <laughs> or, oh, you know, and yeah. showing weakness because in this day's MMA's judging system, you never know what could happen. You exactly. never know what they count as a weakness. I mean, we've seen people lose that we think is controversial and we wonder why. And the judges look at things like, Oh well, after the round, she was laying on the mat face down. She looked like she was going to puke. Exactly. Or- even like if you like were to get me into some armbar, which you never could. <laughs> but even if you get me in an armbar and I say, "Ow, ow, that hurts," that's considered a verbal submission. Are you good? Jay just texted me. What did he text you? <laughs> Jay Tan, that's very funny. Oh my god, it's a group text. Don't you don't have your phone on you? No, because I'm professional and I like to. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Computer in front of you. Well, I have notes on this. Checking phone. my fantasy football team. That's um, funny. Anyways, go. I'll, I'll read it later. J-10, yeah, you'll, you'll laugh J-10. later at home. Okay. Yeah, and then you'll text Jay back and say <laughs> "f you." Um, yeah, but no, that was a really good fight. Um, it was a overhand right that completely rocked him. He went to the ground immediately. I think uh, John Delos Reyes went to the ground as like a, oh, okay, I'll be safe here, mm-hmm. and. He just got on top of him and ground and pound, finished it so quick. He had so much stamina left. It was really, really good, exciting first round. TKO. Good fight. Uh, and Let's then see there where was... goes from here. I, where do you think he goes from here? Because he, like I said, he's already number 14. Uh, I mean, just consider looking at the rankings right now. I mean, yeah, you got maybe someone like Brad Pickett. Maybe see maybe see about maybe fighting Chris Carriasso if he can't get through DJ next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should be fun. Should be exciting. Yeah, I would even put... I mean, where is um, John Moraga? Uh, I think he's fifth. No, not in rankings. What's like? What's he have lined up? Does he have anything? He just fought. So I'm sure he probably a needs little a while. That'd be, that'd be a good Maybe fight. Maybe like the same time. Maybe him, John Moraga. I think he fought I like, like two, three weeks ago, yeah. Okay. It could okay. be good. Yeah. And then we have Kichi Kunimoto defeating, via decision, Richard Walsh. 
This was a little controversial. I know you probably thought a so, too. A little controversial. I mean, I wouldn't go as far and say, oh, my God. That, that is oh travesty. Oh, my God. I've seen a lot worse decisions than that. I mean, I would definitely do give yeah. that third round to to Kunimoto. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's see what you... I, I haven't read your notes yet. I haven't read yeah, your notes yet. Read my notes put? that I made for Well, you. apparently Walsh knocked Kunimoto down in the first 20 seconds with a beautiful... I like the way you described the left hook. Thank beautiful you. left hook. I, that's what my mind said as soon, as soon as I saw it. I was like, oh my God, it's a beautiful left hook. Yeah, you can't have them tell it if you're going to be a fighter. When a guy... You gotta say like vicious left hook or brutal left hook, Honey, not beautiful left I'm hook. I'm gonna hit you with a beautiful left hook. I'm gonna look good doing it, and you're not. Well, you look good already. Oh, thanks. See that I switched it up. Wait till you see me with my cornrow. October um, 11, right? October 11th, Maverick Stadium in Aldento, California. I still don't know where that is. Neither do I. It's okay. We have GPSs for that reason. Yeah. Um, then no. apparently Walsh dropped Kunimoto again with a knee. And yeah. He broke his nose. Broke his nose. His nose was working in the first round, gushing blood. You ever all broken over- your nose? No. No. Some people think, because I have a big Italian nose, that it's been broken. Guys, this is all real, all natural. It hasn't been broken yet. People thought that since I had two black eyes this weekend, that it was from getting hit in the Who? nose. Oh, people. black eyes. Okay. That's it. Never what else did you again. put? Let's see what else you put. You Never put that Kunimoto round two still pushing forward, even with his broken... Kudos to Kunimoto, pushing forward with his broken nose. And I was just talking about this with Marcus on, on the podcast I did before Marcus this. Kowal. Kowal, yeah, who does MMA Nick. That guy's funny, dude. He's really cool. Yeah. He still hasn't hit me up about one of his comedy shows. Oh, my God. There was one. I was supposed to go to one this weekend. Him and my head coach, Ian Harris, were performing at Universal City John Lovitz? Yep, John Lovitz. Not going to be to tell me about it. And everyone from my team went. I was supposed to go. Last minute, something came up. I couldn't go. Next time, I will invite you. Okay. Um, But, yeah. So, a beautiful knee that dropped him as well. He was dropped four times. In the first round. I think I counted four. I mean, any of those four, had he reacted, maybe not, uh, you know, gathered his self better, could have been called. Once yeah. again, it could have been called a TKO. So that was that was super crazy. But Kunimoto, once again, people come back, and a lot of the time the judges give more credit for people that start off on the bottom and make that comeback. I agree. And he did do it. Do you so, think the fact that they were in Japan had anything to do with it? Of course. I think so. Yeah, there's politics. I, uh, I'd love to think there's not politics in MMA, but there is. No, I mean, it helps, but I wouldn't say it's like... The deciding That's factor. the only reason why he won. I mean... I just I, don't think he won that fight. I mean, okay, you can, you obviously gave Walsh. We all agree he mm-hmm. won that first round. Right. Can we agree that that third 10-8. round was... Mm, can we agree that... I mean, just because the commentator said so doesn't mean it actually happened. I agree with the commentator. I mean, but as in, we agree with them, but that doesn't mean that the judges did. Oh, right. Well, of course, they, clearly they didn't. Can we agree that Kunimoto had the third round? Yes. So just that second round was a little controversial. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I agree. And it, the second round was a lot of, if I remember correctly, it was a lot of clinching and cage work and holding and wrestling. And it was like, okay, if that's going to beat the fact that he rocked you four times in the first round and mm. broke your freaking nose and... Mm. But then again, it's like, oh, this guy has a lot of heart for coming back. And, you know, they both did awesome. I can't, there's no loser in that fight, to be honest. Um, unfortunately, there had to be a literal loser, but. Yeah. Uh, the, the good thing I like about, especially Dana White, is that he won't penalize you for those kind of things where, to the point where, if you did, if you had a good showing. Right. Like, he's not going to drop you, you know? He's right. not just going to go, oh, you lost. You're going to get fired. That's it's- the thing people don't realize about the UFC. And that I think we've seen being fans of it for so long is that, if you perform and you put on a show, you're not going anywhere. Oh. You really aren't. I mean, you could you could lose 
this is just my personal opinion. I think you can have three, four, five, five loses in a row. If they're like crazy competitive matches and you put on some crazy show and, you know, really market yourself to be that kind of fighter that's good in a win or a loss, you're not getting cut from the UFC. That's true. So I think go out there and perform. Yeah. Win or lose. Write that down. Make sure you write that down. Go out and perform. perform. It all starts October 11th. October 11th. It all starts um, for you then. Guess who I met today? Today? Yeah. Give me a hint. Uh, He's an MMA fighter. Uh, Corey Feldman. No. You don't know who Corey Feldman is? I think I do. Who is he? I don't know. The Goonies? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no. you don't know who he is. Um, Anyway, it sounds familiar. Uh, He's an MMA fighter, ex-UFC fighter. Uh, he's now a referee. Frank Trigg. Close. He referees uh, alongside of Frank Trigg. Uh, 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 he was actually a... Um, Frank Trigg was like his mentor, I think. Really? Yeah. I think they were like buddies for a little while. Bruce Buffer. No, we met him before. Mm-hmm. That was my first show. Not Bruce Buffer. I remember. It was in... Yeah, it was in the studio. It was in the studio. I was sitting right there. Mm-hmm. Bruce Buffer sitting... No, I was sitting right here. Bruce Buffer sitting right there. Mm-hmm. And who'd you meet? Mac Danzig. Oh, former, uh, not former, but he was an Ultimate Fighter winner. Yeah, he won season six of the Ultimate Fighter. He he was like a comeback for a replacement, something like that, and he won. Um, super good fighter. Exciting guy to watch. Um, a lot of heart. He came on the podcast that I did on MMA Net before this, and he is just the most intelligent, well-spoken person I, I i mean he just really portrays himself very well and looking not 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 to judge him but you know looking at him you wouldn't think he'd be this businessman or this philosophical man but he's really intriguing he's one of those dudes where like because i've seen him i think he was at the rf no what, what was that show on in woodland hills that we went to, like, we went to uh, i don't know what they call that california fight alliance or something like that was he i think he was there was he refing there or was he refing you of MMA? Yeah, you, he's definitely refing you of MMA. You saw him there. Yeah, but it, he just looked like a normal dude. And it was like, he is. Dude, this guy is a awesome fighter. And he won the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Season six, apparently. Yep. So, yeah. He is an awesome dude. And he, we were just talking, um, and we just let him rant for like 20 minutes. And it was just like not a dull moment. He was just really uh, insightful about, you know, what it takes to be a fighter and the fact that he has a daughter and he had so much brain damage and so many concussions that he chose to give it up for his daughter. I mean, he said, had he not, you know, had he not had a kid, he probably would have kept going Mm -hmm. because what's he have to lose? You know, but he had this, he had this beautiful girl and she's, I think she's six years old now. And he's like, I just can't let her grow up without Mm -hmm. a dad and, or a dad that's potentially brain damaged. I can't let that happen. So he chose to retire. Um, we're talking about the itch that we hear from a lot of veterans that they get. He's like, I already have the itch. I already want to get back in there. Uh, he's like, I've considered it, but I think I just need to hang out. At least he knows. Cause a lot of people, it's like they know they retire and then they get that itch and then just go out and do it. That, that's like how a good many point. guys have we seen retire and then come back? Well, guess who his best friend is that he m- spoke about? Gray. Gray Maynard? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Really? They train together. Yeah. And he, um, cause he's another guy that, especially after his last fight, you're like, should that guy keep fighting? So we put him on the spot. We said, Mac. Call him up. What do you think? No, oh, no. We said that'd be cool. That would be cool. We should have got Gray on the phone. We said, uh, "What do you think? Is he done? Should he, you know, hang it up? Or, you know, do you know something that we don't know in, sp- in sparring? Is he still there? You know, whatever." 
he's like, as his friend, he should be done. And I was like, wow, that, you know, why, you know, what are your reasons? Is it because he, he's lost his speed and agility or is it just because he's lost his chin and you just think he's done as a fighter? What is it? And he's like, you know what? He has a kid just like I do. I'm his friend. I care about him. And I think, you know, I think his chin's going and I think now's his time. Mm. It's sad. Yeah. That's a guy who literally was probably one or two punches away from being the champion. Yeah. If you remember, I mean, I think back, it was like January 1st, 2010 or 2011, 2012. Him and Frank Yeager fought a five round draw. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got to think one of those fights was 10, eight, you know, f- you know, for whatever reason. And then right. you got to think if one of those, if that round went 10, nine, it wouldn't have been a draw. Ray Mary would have been the champion. So just that one thing, you never know. That's why every little bit counts yep. when you're a fighter. It does. You can't just, you know, oh, well, I'm going to drop my hands for a minute and they got, no, every little thing counts. Yep. I'm not even a fighter. And I know that. No, you're absolutely right. I've seen, um, I watched a female fight. It was on a prelim of a UFC card. It was like. I, I want to say two or three months ago, and I remember telling you and Jay about it because I was so furious. It was these two girls, and um, the one girl, oh, Dufon, I want to say her last name is Dufon, do something like something with the D. And she was she was such a big prospect. She was making her UFC debut. She was supposed to be so good. And I'm watching this fight, and she's doing great and everything. But at the end of every round, she's laying on the mat like this, going. <gasps> <gasps> And it wasn't, and Jay mentioned, oh, maybe she was having an anxiety attack. I know when, I can tell when someone's breathing heavier, they're having an anxiety attack. She was just panting. And her corner was like, get up. And she was just like, I'm so tired. Like, she just was late, just laying there. And she did that at the end of every single mm-hmm. round. And those rounds, George, were decisive. She won that fight. I remember, I forgot, I forgot who it was, but I do remember you being very upset about that. She lost to unanimous decision, guys. That is a perfect example of why, A, you never show your weaknesses in a fight. B, after every round, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're GSP or if you're debuting amateur, whatever it is. You pop up on your feet, you raise your hands, and you run around the cage like you just took (laughs) whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like those little things count so much, and I hate seeing fighters lose because of that. I agree. It's a shame. Yeah. I mean, speaking of women's MMA, next up is the first ever women's fight in MMN UFC yes. in Japan. Yes. What's in her Japan. Name? What's her name? Maisha. Oh, my God. Cupcake Tate versus. Misha. What are you doing? What are you shaking your head for? I'm, I'm going to apologize to Misha after you're done. Go ahead. Versus Rin Nakai. Misha. I'm sorry, honey. I'm so sorry that my co-host pronounces your name Maisha. What'd you think of that fight? I know, I know you were probably looking forward to that fight, probably above all the other fights. But what'd you think? Uh, well, apparently, you, you put in the think. notes huge gap in talent. Apparently, so yeah. I'm sure you probably thought that Maisha. I'm still stuck was on how ju- you say her name. I'm sure you thought that Tate or Cup. Let's just call her Cupcake. I'm sure you thought that Cupcake is just going to wipe the floor with her. Okay, this is my thing. Okay, so Rin Nakai, we've seen this before. We've seen people that have huge reputations in other organizations get their UFC debut against someone who's pretty high up in the ranks mm-hmm. just because they had such good records in other organizations. She was undefeated, to be honest undefeated. with you. So it's not just that. It's not just 1-0, and 2 no. She was 15-0. and 15-0. And won no contest, I think. But, like, 15-0. Yeah. So uh, you, you would think, okay, put her up against someone 
maybe higher in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Putting her up against Misha Tate. Are you kidding me, guys? I didn't like that. Really? No, nope, didn't like it. Um, I mean, she was able to get her back a, a few times. Okay. The way that Misha felt, the look on Misha's face when she had her back was the look on my face when I take jujitsu classes with the kids and the, and the little, and the little, and the little boy or the squirmy little girl gets on my back and I'm just kind of waiting there for him to fall off. They get your back, but it, she wasn't threatened. I, she didn't even kind of have the rear mm-hmm. naked. She I was noticed just, that too. So let me ask you this. So obviously, I think there was a six inch difference. Uh, in reach. Misha Tate was 5'7". Oh, in height as well, yeah. And Renick And what? Height and reach. Okay, yeah. And then Renekai was 5'1". Now, don't get it twisted. This is the 135 division. So Misha Tate being 5'7", 135, <sighs> that's one thing. I have a but, lot to say. But Renekai is this 5'1". She's literally 5'1", 135 pounds. So you know she probably had to cut weight. And But let me tell you something. If you don't know who she is, Google her because she is stocky. I mean, she, if you saw her, she would be a completely different person if she had ever, and, and not only that, if she were to ever cut weight, they don't have a 125 division, so she would have to cut weight to 115, which is probably more natural for her height. They, but exactly. considering how buff she is, how cut, yeah, that's probably the best weight class for her, so. They, they asked her training camp, and her training camp said, nope. No way can Rindakai make 115, and I agree by looking at mm-hmm. that body stature. I, I want to speak on something that you said that I am very adamant about, and it is height and reach advantage. Being, okay, so I, I, I train, I'm lucky enough to have so many girls at my gym to train with. How tall are you? 5'7". Okay. Okay, so I'm, I'm considered tall, mm-hmm. especially if I fight pro at 115. I'll be one of the taller girls. I mean, you got girls like Tisha Torres, who is going to have extreme muscle mass on me, mm-hmm. but she's like 5'1". Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you give and you take with each, with each advantage, but there's nothing harder if you haven't mastered it yet. If you're at a level like, like maybe Misha Tate or something like that, and you've gone against girls with, you know, distinctively better or longer reach than you, and you've practiced that and you've really mastered it, that's one thing. But I can tell you at my level, I haven't experienced that except with my training partners. And there's this one girl and she's six foot and she has, Arms longer than my legs, okay? And every time I spar with her, it is like I'm a bobblehead that mm-hmm. just keeps walking into her jab. Like, it's really hard. And I've, I've, I've worked ways around it, and I've gotten better at it as the months have gone on. But I remember the first time sparring with her, it was like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. It's just, it's not that they're better than you. It's not that they're stronger or faster than you. It's that they're built differently than you, and that changes the fight a little bit. So, so let me ask you this real quick. Yeah, go so, ahead. So you have, um, <laughs> so you are fighting somebody who's shorter than you. What are some, are there any disadvantages from somebody fighting somebody? Successful? Definitely. Um, if they're a good wrestler or okay. if they're, you know, they, they can shoot in on, in on you. And if I keep my hands maybe higher, like in a boxing stance, not like a Muay Thai stance, mm-hmm. I have like 90 inches of body for them to shoot in on. So I would say the biggest disadvantage would be takedowns if they're good Mm -hmm. at them. Um, Also, they say that the shorter you are, the better you are in the clinch game because usually you're stronger. And uh, so if you get like a Muay Thai clinch, not a wrestler's clinch, you can, you know, kind of control that. Uh, I would say those are the two disadvantages. Um, I don't really know there's much else because Mm -hmm. as far as the stand-up game goes, the person with the reach definitely has the advantage. I mean, 
unless unless they're really good at dirty boxing and really can get inside of those long punches mm-hmm. and, and scruff you up, which I mean, guys as high as like top fifteen in the UFC, that's no problem. They you know if they were always short in their weight division, they always had a smaller reach. They've been fighting guys with longer reaches their whole lives. You know what I mean? You, there's a certain amount of getting used to it and adjusting to it that just comes natural. You know, you just you just work with it. Um, but like I said. Rindakai was not ready for Misha I would, Tate. I would like to see who they're going to put her up against next. But I say put Misha Tate up against the winner of Zingano. No, actually, I take that back. Because Zingano should fight should fight Rousey if she. What wins. they're going to? Okay, this I is say what, put her up against a bitch. Bitch, go ahead. This is what's going to happen. Amanda Nunes and Kat Zingano are going to fight. Kat Zingano is going to win. Mm-hmm. They're going to put Kat Zingano up against Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Rightfully earned. Yeah, I've course. been we we've been waiting to see that fight for a year now. Mm-hmm. So ever since uh, Kat's been out on you know personal issues and stuff, and mm-hmm. then she got an injury. Um, I've been waiting to see that fight forever. Next week, next week it happens. Uh, and then yeah, I'd say Misha Tate and Betch Kohei. That'd be fun if Betch can get past Misha. Give her Rousey. Give her Rousey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even if it's just because she's been doing this whole four three two one horsewoman thing, that's fine. Because Rousey wants a fighter, but of course Dana is like, I gotta give it to Cat if she wins. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And I think that's I think that's, that's the order, the that's pecking fair. order. I think yeah. it should go Cat then Betch. But yeah, Betch and Misha, that's a great matchup. Um, Betch is proving her way up, and Misha is a very high-ranked veteran that deserves to be at the top. Yeah, like I said, definitely making sure that she stays at that top. Yeah. That she doesn't belong, she doesn't deserve to, to drop down into the yeah. ranking. So good And for there's her. people that, I mean, I, I've seen in the past fighters get, get you know, maybe opponent that they shouldn't be going against, like someone way worse than them, so to speak, and they go out and perform to their level. Mm-hmm. Whereas Misha Tate clearly had, you know, a huge gap in talent over Rinda Kai and still went out there and said, and proved it. Yeah. Proved it every second of that fight. Um, it's funny because one of the judges had it two rounds to one. I'm kind of curious what round they had it for. Rinda for Rindakai, I, I yeah. don't understand how. The, the neg- go ahead. I, I just feel when she got her back, she got her off her back. The fastest way you can get somebody off. When someone gets on your back, it's a process. It's anybody who just shucks somebody off their back. I mean, you you don't do that. You you you're smart about it. You do the baseball bat. You get the arm over the head so you mm. don't get choked first. Once you get that, then you work on sliding them down. But Misha Tate couldn't have been smarter about it. She leaned over mm-hmm. and let Rin waste all her energy by trying to hang on. That was that. So there was no winning, in my opinion, in Rin Nakai. Maybe the maybe the initial jump on the back, like yeah, good job. But, but after yeah. that, it was nothing. The next the next fight went to decision as well. Mm-hmm. Yoshihiro Akiyama beat Amir Sadala. Both guys haven't fought in a long time. Whew. Akiyama, I think, was it two years? Maybe even three, yeah. two and a half years? I think Amir He's Sadala. 39. Former, yeah. Amir Sadala won the Ultimate Fighter too. Yeah. Um, not the Ultimate Fighter as well. As not well. the second season Ultimate Fighter. What's but, he, I don't know what season it was. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Akiyama, nicknamed Sexy Yama. Sexy Yama. Sexy Yama. Um, yeah, definitely shows that even though he's 39, even though he's been gone for like two, three years, he, was he still feisty. belongs. He was really fun. There was, I, I don't know if... Um, Sadala was going for like a body kick. He's going for something. He like kicked him, and at the exact same time, perfectly timed, Akiyama tripped him, mm. and it was like it was just looked so dramatic. Like they just went like that. Um, it was just very athletic. Yeah, I mean, definitely got him with so many good shots too. Yeah, that, um, but that yeah, well. good for him. Hopefully, he can uh, come back. I know his last fight was yeah, it says two and a half years ago. Wow, I lost to Jake Shield. So. Mm-hmm. 
I think what was that welterweight, middleweight? Uh, I don't know. I think it was. Oh, looks like it was welterweight. So, welterweight. we'll see who they put him up against. What do you think? You see anything yeah. for him? No, no, no not right now. Not, not yet. Yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 that that division's way too stacked right now for him to yeah. just kind of go. Up Give him a so, couple more yeah. comeback fights, and then let's see where he is. I agree. Although the next fight, I. I'm a huge Miles Jury fan. So many people, everyone loves Miles Jury. And it's Jury. funny because he kind of came out of nowhere. He did. Um, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. So he would think that. I think that was the one that, I think that was a live one. I could be wrong. Where's the Jay first live one? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the only live one, I think. Oh, the only um, one? Yeah. He, I know he lost to, um, what's his name? Ally Kinsa. Okay. So that was the one that Michael Chiesa won. So that, yeah. So, okay. Um, which Michael Chiesa just fought Joe Lozon. Mm-hmm. I'm going back. I'm going back and forth, but yeah, it's dude, okay. Miles Jury, he's undefeated, and he fought Takanori Gomi. Have you seen some of his fights, Gomi? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy is a pride veteran, a a pride. If anybody knows, you watch Takanori Gomi in pride. Yeah. you will see this guy in his absolute prime. He's no joke. Absolutely. Mac, Mac, Mac Danzig fought him. Oh yeah, yeah. So we asked him about it, and he's like. He's a tough yeah, dude. Yeah, he's legit, dude. He's and, legit. And, I mean, he's a guy who kind of came into UFC with a lot of hype. Um, still kind of did well. So anybody who you put up against Gomi, if anybody, he's one of those guys that even though he isn't maybe top five, you beat Gomi, you're pretty good. Yeah. It's it's one of those like check on my record things. Exactly. Like, Gomi's Gomi. a legend. I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny because like the Diaz brothers are known, known to talk smack, to talk everything. Yeah. They were like the only guy like, dude, Gomi. And Nate Diaz was like, dude, I respect you, Gomi. No, like, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, they beat him. says a lot. They both beat Gomi, but they were like, dude, thank you for the opportunity. You That's know? so, so funny. Yeah. They, yeah, immense respect to Taka, Taka Nori Gomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Miles Jory defeated him, uh, TKO in round one. That, that was, was the exciting. first time Taka Nori Gomi, correct me if I'm wrong, has ever been defeated via punches. I'm gonna check right now. That right? is what Mac Danzig said. I don't know. I didn't have my statistics. I want to say that's not true. It's apparently. Let's see. Let's see if it's the first time he's ever been TKO'd. Oh, that is correct. Apparently. Wow. So I'll I'll go into that. That's a good segue into the next fight. But anybody, any veteran that you can do something that has never been done before. That's an accomplishment. Yeah. How many fights does Takiori have? Uh, his record as of right now is, wow, he's had 46. <sighs> so out of 46 fights, 10, he's 30, 35 and 10. Right. With one no contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that was Nick Diaz versus uh, Gomi. Uh-huh. That was the one that ended up in a no contest. Um, yeah, he's only been knocked out one time and that was it. Wow. That, but that's it. That just shows how good Mao's jury is. He is, dude. He is one of these prospects that I'm like, I'm going to know him now and I'm going to know him in five, ten years. I mean, to the point where coming into next week, which right. is a huge, huge car that I have been dying oh, for this I to come wait. and I really want to go. Um, I say wait, put him up against it? Vegas. Oh, it, that's the card that Jay could probably give me tickets to. Hopefully. I'm going to be there. Why don't you come out? But that's hopefully. I mean, I'd say it's, I'd say to the point where the winner of Donna Cerrone, Eddie Alvarez, put him against Miles Jury for a number one contendership. I'm, I'm with you on that. It's a, it's a little unorthodox. I think it's jumping a couple rankings, but, but I think Miles Jury is that good. He's Miles Jury himself. is and that it's, good. And it's not only that. I mean, he just and came off a victory against Diego Sanchez and he also beat Michael Johnson like two fights ago. No joke. So it's not like he's, he's beating a bunch of nobodies or cu- these up and coming guys. Yeah. He's beating these guys that have already proven themselves. I agree. Diego Sanchez, uh, he's had, he's had the lightweight title shot. Diego Sanchez right. has, um, done all that stuff. So I think. Beating him is no joke. Let's go over Mark Hunt and Roy Nelson so that we can get to the predictions for next week. That really fight excited. was 
awesome. Mark Hunt. Okay, guys, guys, you guys were watching. I'm going to test you right now. Tweet at AfterBuzz UFC or at Daria B28, whatever, George Hermosa. Um, what did I say was going to happen in this fight, J-Tan? We said. We both we, said that. We Did we both? Yeah. Okay, we both said it. We both said that Mark Hunt was going to knock out Roy Nelson. Second round. What What did J-Tan say? I think he said Roy Nelson was going to win. I think he also oh, said oh. decisively, decisively that there's no way that we were going to be right. J-Tan. We were right. Let me tell you something about Roy Nelson. That guy has a chin. Who do you, uh, yes. at, the, at the top of your head, who's got the best hands in the heavyweight division? Oh. You're okay. You're right. Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. You're right. Um, so if you remember four years ago, they fought J- JDS and Roy yes, Nelson. Yes, 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 And yes, Roy yes, Nelson yes. took a beating. Yeah. I, I've and seen it. Dos Santos did not finish him. Yeah. Roy Nelson has fought Frank Mir. I know. Uh, he Cormier, is a weathered Verdum. guy. That guy, he's been finished before years ago. I think Arlovsky finished him years now, ago. What do you say about this win? Do you say, oh my God, Mark Hunt just has the best hands now and hit that uppercut was stronger than any, any uppercut Roy Nelson? What's funny is they said that ever- Hunt didn't even hit that hard, but that's how hard he hits. The fact that it was like at maybe 70% and it still knocked out Roy Nelson. Or, or do you say, Roy Nelson's losing his chin. Hey, Roy Nelson is not losing his chin. Okay, chain. well then Mark Hunt, there you go. Awesome win. Oh my god, that fight was awesome. Right? Like, like, like I said, just going back to what I said earlier, anytime where you can do something to somebody that they're not known for, Roy Nelson has a chin. So for someone to knock him yeah. out, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, it is. That's an accomplishment. So kudos to Mark Hunt. Um, I agree. I would, I honestly, as a fan, I want him to get a title shot. I know he's not. Because, right. I mean, like I said, they put him up against JDS one time and he lost. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I'd be coming off Arlovsky, that'd be a good matchup. That would be a great matchup. I would love to see Arlovsky and Mark Hunt. They just, you know, Arlovsky just fight last week. Mark Hunt They're just fought Arlovsky last night. They're saying Arlovsky might be losing his chin. Maybe Mark Hunt can lay another one right that'd there. Be but it'd be a rematch because... No, 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 no. I don't think they ever fought. I don't think they ever fought. I, I don't recall I them could. fighting. Actually, they... But I... Actually, they could have. I don't think they did. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they did. So, next week in Las Vegas, Ooh. we have... Demetrius Johnson oh. versus Carriasso. I mean, that's that's just awesome in itself. I love watching DJ fight. Really? Oh, he's just so quick and little and cute. Um, then we have Donald Cerrone versus Eddie Alvarez. Oh my God! Dustin Poirier. Your, that's your mother's favorite fighter. It is Donald Cerrone. Yeah. After my mom was sleeping when she was on the show, she goes, "Daria, uh, my favorite fighter is the cowboy. The cowboy." I'm like Donald Cerrone, mom. Yeah, my mom loves dude, Donald Trump. I'm, uh, dude, I'm excited for that one. And Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Yeah. Holy okay, crap. So the, this is the thing. The Fireworks. UFC put tons of hype behind Conor McGregor, but I think it's there. And I'm going to give him a chance. I hope that Dustin Poirier gives him a war and that he can prove himself once and for all. And that Conor McGregor still comes out on top because I like his attitude. And you know what Mac Danzig said? He said that Conor McGregor took a direct page out of the Diaz brothers book. Good. And I said, that's pretty cool. Man, it's not a bad, that's not a, that's no, not a compliment. It's not an insult. It's he said it as a compliment. Yeah. He did. He said it. He's, he's like, it's really cool when you get to the level in, in MMA where really great fighters are, uh, you know, imitating or trying to be really great fighters. That means we've come to a time in the sport where we have veterans that are, you know, notable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Tim Kennedy and Yoel Romero. Zingano's coming back after like two Zingano, years. Dude, th- this, cra- this card is so good that former champion Dominic Cruz in his comeback fight is on the prelims. That's that how good insane. from top to bottom this like, card is. If, 
one of my favorites, Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy fighting Patrick yeah. Cote. Uh, James Cross coming off a brutal victory over uh, Jamie Varner fighting, uh, what was it, Jorge Masvidal. I mean, holy crap. To see a name, to say Dominic Cruz would be on a prelim, if you would have told me that a couple years ago, I would have told you you were crazy. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So I, there is so much good UFC next week. Uh, we'll I, be here. We'll I'll be, be here back in time. Sunday. Yeah, I'll be back in time. I will be in Vegas during it, so hopefully I can score myself some tickets. UFC, if you're watching, hook it up. Uh, please, please. I'm begging you. Please, we're begging. It's my birthday. I my just birthday. want cage side seats. No nosebleeds. No. No, I want cage side. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the truth right now. I had nosebleeds for the Ronda Rousey Sarah, Sarah McMahon maybe. Yeah, Sarah McMahon. And uh, right before the fight started. I snuck my way down. <laughs> Quick, Daria. Yep. Shout outs. Where can we find you? Where are oh you fighting? God. Okay, I'm fighting October 11. Maverick Stadium, October 11th, Aldento, California. If you want tickets, tweet me at DariaB28. Really? I'll hook it up. Yeah. Really? That mm-hmm. simple? Yeah, just tweet me and I'll get you your tickets. Can I text you? Yeah, you can text me. Can I video chat you? Yep. Skype you? Nope. Snapchat? Nope. Twitter? No. Yeah. You said yes. Yeah. Instagram? Yeah. No. You can, well, speaking of a Twitter, Instagram, you can find me at G Hermosa, the G H E R M O Z A. You can follow me on Facebook, like me on Facebook. Uh, shout out to uh, my girls at the League After Buzz at Jen the Jew at Lauren Leonelli. Sorry, Jar, you're being replaced. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. Um, what else? Uh, I love you everywhere, guys. Uh, yeah, like on my Facebooks and stuff. Darry Ray Baronado, you'll find me. We will see you next week. But first, tune in Thursday to The Ultimate Fighter. We do it right here every Thursday night at 5 p.m. Don't miss us. See you guys later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz. Buzz you later. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.